You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan N. Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. We're here to talk about fake news. Can you provide a little history? When did fake news begin? Well, that's a very good question. Um, If you believe Wikipedia, there was a situation in 13th century BC where Ramses the Great portrayed the Battle of Kadesh as a stunning victory for the Egyptians when actually it was a draw. So is that fake news? Well, that's a very good question because it depends on how you define fake news. Um, As it's currently argued about extensively, in the political situation of the day, it actually started uh, right after the uh, the election of President uh, Donald Trump, uh, when his uh, his media spokesman Sean Spicer was accused of putting out an alternative set of facts, and the media kind of called that fake news. Well, uh, the president turned that around immediately, almost, and accused the news media of being fake news. And it so had has grown and it has grown and it's kind of taken on a, a life of its own. Um, if you asked 10 people what fake news is, you'd probably get 11 different answers. 10 because each one would have their own and then somebody would change their mind after hearing the other 10. You know, so uh, it's, it's really difficult to, to pin down what fake news is. I have uh, Chris Wardle, or pardon me, Claire Wardle of First Draft News She identifies seven different types of fake news. Um, One is satire or or parody, uh, parody with a D, uh, that's no intention to cause harm, but has the potential to fool. You're kind of making jokes, you're kind of using hyperbole and things like that. Uh, False connection, when headlines, visuals, or captions don't support the content, you have a, a lurid headline and then you read down in the story and it says something totally different. Is that fake news? Well, according to Claire Wardle, yes, it is. Um, misleading content, that's misleading use of information to frame or an, an issue or an individual. Uh, false context, when genuine content is shared with false contextual information. Uh, imposter content, when genuine sources are impersonated with false or made-up sources. M- uh, manipulated content, when genuine information or imagery is manipulated to deceive, like you have a doctored photo or something like that. Uh, fabricated content, when new content is 100% false, it's designed to deceive, it's designed to do harm, it's just a flat out lie. So, which one of those is the fake news that that most people are talking about? And my guess, it goes back to that are 10 people. You ask 10 people, you get 10 different answers. Uh, what is fake news? Well, if you disagree with me, that's fake news. Well, is that really fake news or is it your impression of what is fake news. And, and that really gets to be a, a difficult one to think about. It's very convoluted. Yeah, it gets to be, you, know, you and I sit here and talk about what fake news is. And we come to some agreement. And some of your listeners are going to say, no, that's not right. It's this. Well, maybe they're right too. You know, it's uh, A lot of it comes to, the question in my mind sometimes comes to how much of it is perception rather than how much of it is reality. 
you know, if you disagree with me, then obviously you're guilty of fake news. You know, well, okay, so if I have a perception that the media is biased one way or the other politically, then I am obviously thinking that anything that they say that confirms my bias is fake. Well, is it? Good question. I don't know. You know, there are a couple of, I mean, I could cite a couple of instances where there's obviously bad information that's been given. Uh, there was a situation early in the, the Trump presidency when I don't remember whether it was Time Magazine or U.S. News or uh, uh, Newsweek. Uh, there was an article appeared that said that um, the president had removed the, the, the bust, the statue of uh, Winston Churchill from the Oval Office. And there's a headline in, in the magazine that says that it's gone. Well, it turns out that he just couldn't see it because it was behind a person. It had been moved, but it was still there. You know, so is that fake news? Well, it's certainly incorrect. There's some incorrect information that has been dispensed. Was it intended to be harmful? Was it intended to, you know, you know well, I know it wasn't. Well, it was there. So somebody didn't do due repertorial diligence and really find out, but is that really fake news? Well, again, it comes back to how do you define fake news and what is fake news to you? You know, if, if I am a virulent, virulent liberal person and I watch Fox News, man, that's fake news, you know. But if I am a, a strong, virulent conservative on the other side and I watch MSNBC, I'm going, whoa, that is the epitome of fake news. Well, is it? I don't know. What do you think some of the factors that have also contributed to fake news, other than the presidency itself? Boy, good question. Um, there are a lot, I think, or at least there are some I can, I can think of. Number one is uh, polarization in America. You know, there, are a, there seems to be a lot less uh, agreement about the country and a lot more agreement about what I like or what I dislike. Uh, another one that we look at in the journalistic world a lot is uh, do people follow journalism only because they agree with it? They, they, they feel like they have, been, um, they have been disenfranchised in years past. Uh, a lot of people, especially on the conservative side of the aisle, uh, tend to say, well, finally we have Fox News. You know, before it was, it's all been just the liberal side of things. Well, okay, you can argue about that, whether that is or isn't true, um, but there's certainly a perception that it's true on the part of a number of people. 62 million people voted for Donald Trump. Now, why did they vote for Donald Trump? Obviously, there was something that he said or some things that he said that they liked. What those were, again, it is a form of disagreement because there are a lot of people who say, yeah, well, he's, he's just delving into hate. Well, okay, and on the other side, people say, well, you know, he's delving into things that needed to be said and needed to be done, and nobody's had the courage to do it, you know, which is right. Well, that's always a, a very good question. It comes back to the 10 people again and the 10 answers, you know. Um, <clears throat> another factor that I think has come into it uh, extensively is 
less willingness, and it's, it's kind of it has to do with the, the division aspect of things, but less willingness to listen to other points of view. Uh, I dismiss it and call it fake. Well, it's easy to do. Now it's, it's fine. I don't have to deal with it anymore because it's fake. So therefore, it has no reason for existence. I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to think about it. It's gone. I don't have to worry about it because it's fake. Well, that may be convenient. Uh, is it accurate? Another question. Uh, so lots of, uh, lots of different things that you can, you can think of, and that's only a handful. Uh, there are probably many, many more. My name is Dale Edwards, and I am a professor and uh, program coordinator of the Journalism and Media Studies Department here at uh, UNC. We're forever bombarded with uh, students and sometimes parents when they're going through at, at Discover Days at UNC and s such as that. They say, well, isn't journalism dying? No, journalism isn't dying. Okay. Large newspapers have suffered some serious losses of, of uh of audience, there's no question. But local newspapers are doing very well, thank you. You know, uh, large television networks have suffered losses of of, uh, of audience and, and losses of revenue. But local television is doing pretty well, thank you. You know, so what we tell them and what we are now trying to do in our program is we're trying to teach students to generate content for a wide variety of platforms and be able to do it all at the same time. You know, say okay write a story for the web. Well, that's a different writing style than if you're writing a story for a television broadcast. You know, so we teach them how to do both. And we say, you have to do both. Because in the real world, when you get out of here and you're not, you know, you're not in the rigid educational system, uh, you're going to be in a professional setting and you have to do all of those things. We, uh, we teach a lot of courses and we try to train journalists. And so if you're interested in more, uh, you know, we continually have programming. We, you know, we encourage you to watch Bear News. We, you know, listen to read the, the Campus Mirror to, to read all of the things that we produce. Because we try to do it right, and we we try to push the students to do it right, and we want our public to know that we are trying to train journalists to do it right. <music>